When I was in uh, high school, um, one of my real close friends, uh, her house caught on fire. And uh, I don't know if you've never been close to a fire like that, or if you've been close enough to like uh, something exploding. Or, uh, you know, I know I've never got to witness this personally, but like, you know, when they launched the rockets and the spaceships and, and people are like a long way away and they're like, I feel the heat. Okay, well, that's how Cross Plains Christian Church heat system kind of works. So if you're cold this morning, just hang on for a minute, because when it drops a degree and the heat kicks in, it's like that rocket thing, <laughs> and like, so everybody starts sweating, and then when it shuts off, it like turns into a freezer for a second, and then the rocket blasts again, and so, you know, I love y'all, we do our best. If you're cold, I'm sorry, Pamela a blanket sometimes, she's not using it. And if you're hot, you know, yeah, sorry. I love you. I love you. So uh, anyway, I just, uh, as we juggle the heat and air and the temperatures outside, and always try to get that what it needs to be, you know, uh, I guess we could meet outside in the parking lot one time. We'd all be thankful, right, uh, for what we got. So anyway, let's open up with a word of prayer. God, thank you again that we get to be here uh, to, to talk about your word. God, and again, in this season, I'm just so excited uh, for Christmas. Lord, and everything that it means and represents, and God, so just just help us, Father, um, you know, as we look to you for guidance, and we, we look to your character, and to all the things you, you've had written to us, Lord, the examples you've set before us, God, generosity is just all throughout it, and so help us to be a, a generous people, Lord, and I, as I've said before, and I will continue to say, it's it's always been one of the highlights for me about Cross Plains, it, it, you know, I, as, as Paul like writes letters and he and he brags on on churches for things they're doing well. I, like this has always been one for me that has stood out, and I'm so thankful um, for the generosity at Cross Plains. So God, but we we never want to get prideful in that. We never want to get caught up and re- like get to a place where, you know, I, yeah, I'm you know I'm doing all this, God, and so uh, you know, help us to always stay humble before you in it, Lord. Help us to always realize that. Uh, that there's room to grow, there's room to mature in all of these issues and things. Um, and uh, Lord, again, just as we look to your example, God, help us to, to live that out in our life. We love you. Thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name. Amen. All right. So, so generosity. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, you know, the, the older I get... Uh, I say that phrase way too much anymore. Um, but the older I get, you know, Shay and I were having this discussion, and I genuinely meant this when I said this to her this last week. Um, I was like, I could, you know, as far as like gifts and things, I was like, I would just be so content to to watch you guys just open gifts and me have nothing. Like, I don't, like, and and I'm sure, you know, lots of people feel that way. And she's like, that's not fair. You know, you don't get... <laughs> and uh, she said, because you don't get to d- do all the outpouring in that area and, and you know, whatever. And so, um, but I, I do, you know, just I, I have, uh, it's, it's been a long journey. But I've come to just really value time with people, you know. Um, and it, it really is. I, I get on to my parents. Uh, some of you know them. Uh, we come from a large family. I, I don't know. There's Lots of us. I used to know the number. 29. I think that's right. There's 29 of us at Christmas. And uh, yeah, some people in my family, we have this disagreement every year because some people in my family think 
Everyone should get everyone gifts. That's a bank loan, man. I mean, like, that's a, that's a mortgage, dude. <laughs> like, what? like, what? And, you know, and obviously I love it, and I know the heart behind it, man. You just want to see people smiling. And, and every, you know, all the adults in my family know it's not about that. But, like, that, that's something that some folks in our, in our family want to do. Even when I know for them it's not really a, a wise choice, um, like still just the heart behind wanting to, to give a gift, you know, and I, I'm, I'm always thankful for that. But I, I, I used to fight with my mom about this because she got really upset at me one day because um, she's like, we want to get everybody something. And I was like, why don't we just get together? We don't have to do presents, you know, and uh, she didn't like that. But because um, she, loved, you know, obviously the grandkids and like just all that comes with that, you know, I get it. I know. But like, really, I, I just uh, the older I get, man, I just enjoy I enjoy y'all's company. I enjoy my family's company. Just time with loved ones, you know, um, so so precious of a gift, and uh, it, it far exceeds uh, anything else. I saw this. Uh, anytime you hear me say something crafty or clever, I did. I didn't come up with it. Either I read it somewhere, or God just like you know wrote it in the sky. Um, I, I just don't have that ability. But I, I saw this thing, and it said presents, like gift unwrapping presents, um, is is less than it had the little symbol you use in math, and then presence, you know, your physical presence. And I was like, man, that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, because that's how it should be, you know, just uh, the ourselves. And so as we start this generosity journey over the next three weeks, that's where I wanted to begin, is being generous with ourselves. And what a great example that God gave to us, right? He gave of himself. The most just precious gift in the form of baby Jesus. He gave the gift of himself. I'm going to read uh, Matthew 1, 18 through 25 um, to you as we, as we begin our, our scripture this morning. So Matthew 1, 18 through 25. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. What a guy. You know, we don't have to go into details about what's going on right there. It's like, whoo, that was a tough moment, right, for a couple to walk through. <laughs> and, and Joseph, man, it just a testament. I know we don't get tons of information about Joseph, but that, that verse right there, you know, how, how hurt he was, right, because of what he's finding out, you know, and and like having to process through that, uh, and hey, I'm still not going to put my fiance to shame, you know, because uh, he cared so much for her, and, and again, just the character of Joseph. Um, and so, but as he was considering all of that, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mm. Say it again, Pam. Amen. That was good. When Joseph woke from the sleep, sweaty, shaking, <laughs> sure, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. 
he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. I love that, you know, and as we're digging into the Christmas season here, I just thought it so fitting to, to start with that moment and, and really hone in on God's generosity right here, the giving of himself. Like, whoo, you know, like as we, a lot of times as we think of the blessings God gives us, you know, I, I don't know that your, our minds always go right there. Uh, that, that was kind of just this initial uh, thing. Um, so wanted to start off, you know, just them giving him the name Jesus, which means God saves or God's to the rescue, God delivers. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know about you uh, and how you work things out, but there are many, many times in my life where I'm trying to do something I'm trying to work on something. There's a problem. And guess how I try to solve it? By myself. I'm not going to call and waste somebody's time. I got all kinds of justifications and excuses for that. I, I say them a lot. And I usually end up physically hurting myself in some capacity. And my wife's always like, why don't you call somebody? You know, and I'm like, I, don't, I just don't think of that. So she usually gets out there and tries to help me. And, and uh, I hurt her too. And uh I'm stubborn, you know, and I, and I try to go it alone. I, I, I'll never forget, I was a lifeguard for four years at a church camp up in Indiana. And this was like, I think this was the first year. And so I don't know if you've ever been to church camp, but something they do at church camp, or at least when I went to church camp, if you got mail, man, you had to do something crazy to receive your mail. So, you know, parents or people from the church would just intentionally send mail sometime. So you had to like, they called something like walking the plank, like fully dressed and whatever you had on at dinner that night and you got mail or lunch, you just had to go to the pool and walk off the diving board, shoes and all, you know, just like as a, as a punishment for receiving mail. And then if you got a package in the mail, you know, like it was worse. And so they came up with worse things. And then if you were faculty or staff, I mean, just like amplified the punishment. And so one, one year, the, the lifeguards, our crew had just kind of picked on a lot of the kids at camp, you know, and just had a good time with them. So to get us back, they all wrote a letter and, and made it look like it came in the mail, you know. And so the whole lifeguard staff had to get punished. It was horrible. Uh, the first thing is we had to bob for spam, and I'm not making that up. Like they filled this, like one of those apple bobbing things, and we had to bob for spam, and the water was, mm. So after we bobbed for spam, they dumped the water on us. And then they threw flour. All the kids just took turns throwing flour bombs. And so, like, we were just caked in this stuff. And then we had to swim across this lake. Well, we had two lakes at camp. One was for use. The other one was who knows what was in it. Um, it was gross looking all the time. And uh, so we always stayed out of that lake. Well, that was the lake they wanted us to swim across. So our, our lead lifeguard, his name, um, his name was Jim, good friend of mine, uh, like, real built dude, awesome swimmer, um, and uh, he took off because it also kind of became a race, you know, like, I'm going to beat you across here. And so he takes off and he gets out in the middle of the lake and he just goes under. And I was like, nah, you know, well, Jim wasn't coming back up. And then all of a sudden he surfaces and he's flailing. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I take off and I, I jump in. Of course, no, like people don't realize what's going on except for the lifeguard. And so we're swimming out to Jim. And so we get to him. And, like, we had to rescue him. His body, like, locked up. His muscles locked up, and he could not swim. And he was sinking. And, like, he couldn't, like, hardly stay on the surface. It was crazy. I was like, because, you know, he's always here. Don't swim by yourself. And I used to swim by myself all the time. And he could not stay on the surface. It was just bizarre because I knew, I mean, we'd taken all the same classes. Like, he knew what to do. And he physically could not make his body 
keep himself above water. And he had to be rescued. Had to be. And he couldn't save himself. Uh, a few years back, I, I borrowed John Bailey's four-wheeler. Shay and I went four-wheelering. Willering? Is that a word? Anyway, there was this giant puddle, and I was like, hey, let's go do that. John wasn't there. I probably wouldn't have. And uh, Shay's like, we probably shouldn't do that. It's one of those many moments you should listen to your spouse. And, you know. And so I took a picture of John's foiler submerged. <laughs> and Shay's like, don't send that to him. <laughs> and I sent it to him. I was like, he'll appreciate it, man. And, uh, but anyway, we tried and tried and tried. And we ended up, like, we couldn't get out of there. And, and someone had to, like, hook a winch up to us and, and help us. Help us get the foiler out of there. And, you know, and that's life sometimes. We are stubborn, and uh, at least I am, and, and we try to do things on our own. But at the end of the day, we cannot save ourselves. There is no act good enough, no amount of righteousness. You and I cannot save ourselves. I was, uh, I was reading in Ephesians, and these two verses kind of stood out. And it says, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. The gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. And we do that, you know. Like, man, I, I pray a lot about my pride, man, because I know. Like, I know. And, you know, it's like praying for patience. <laughs> God will answer those prayers all day long. You know, and He'll show you. He'll show you where this struggle is real. And, you know, as, as we pray for those things, and he begins to re- reveal that stuff to us, man. It's just, it's, it's just woven in there everywhere. And I love this verse because God's like, look, it is not about what you do because I, don't, I know you, and you'd brag, and you'd boast, and you, even if you didn't do it verbally, man, there'd just be an air about you. And I want you to know this is a gift. This is a gift for me in the form of a little baby, Jesus. You know, what a way, I just, that, that always blows me away, that God, you know, like earth, and you know, earth, like what? Hey, I'm going to save the world, baby. Wouldn't have done it that way. But oh, what an amazing moment, you know. Every time I see a baby, I think of that, like just, you know, man, God, just the way he did that, just, man, it was just incredible. The innocence and the dependency of a baby, and, he, and he, Jesus became that for us. The other, the other name they give Jesus in there is Emmanuel, God with us. And I couldn't help but like jump immediately to, to the first chapter of John, and uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through that, 1 through 18. I didn't put all the scriptures up there because I just like to, I don't know, sometimes I jump around and don't end up using something, and I didn't want to confuse our gracious servants back there who who run our sound and stuff. So it's John 1, 1 through 18, if you want to follow along, but I'm, I'm going to read it. Um, and, and man, this is, this is still one of my all-time, i got a few like passages of Scripture that just have always stood out to me all my life, and this is one of them. Um, Emmanuel, God with us. John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light, which is, gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he comes after me. He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from this fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. In a little bitty baby. (laughs) What an awesome thing to celebrate God's generosity in the form of giving of himself. Um, there, uh, Augustine wrote, uh, uh, had a sermon, and uh, he had a bunch of sermons, but there was this one particular sermon that I want to share his thoughts uh, from, from that message to you. It says, consider these beautiful words the great, from the great uh, fifth century pastor and bishop. He so loved us that for our sake, he was made man. He was made man in time, although through him all times were made. He was made man who made man. He was created of a mother whom he created. He was carried by hands that he formed. He cried in the manger in wordless infancy. He, the word, without whom all human eloquence is mute. Like, I just read that and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like what a frame to set all that in. Our perspective that that this, this baby Jesus... Um, in God's plan and God's wisdom, you know, just how to introduce Jesus to the world, uh, entered his creation in this way. It's very humbling, you know. This is the miracle of incarnation. The all-powerful God became powerless for love. He gave of himself, fully of himself. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. You know, as I, the, the more I, uh, spend time with my boys and, and they grow and stuff. You know, Caden, Caden has reached this place and I've caught on to it a few times and it, it's kind of been a gut check as a father, honestly, um, because Caden loves Legos. I know I've shared that with you guys, but at the end of the day, Caden would, Caden would give up all of that if I just spent time with him. And I catch it all the time because I'll be going out for whatever. You know, maybe I'm meeting one of you or maybe there's something, you know, going on whatever time of the day, whatever time of the night. And every time before I walk out the door, can I go with you? Can I go with you? Can I help? And as much as I'd love to brag on my son's servant heart, I don't think it's that. He just wants to be with me, you know? He just wants to spend time with me. And our generous God wanted us 
so much that the first thing he gave was himself. He gave himself. And I think as we, as we look to him, you know, and we are, are maturing and the, in the spirit and we're walking in the spirit, the, the more we do that, the more we're going to look and act and speak like Jesus Christ. The Bible frames it in a couple ways. My favorite is clothed with Christ. We're clothed with him. And we're his ambassador. There's, there's again, several phrases that the Bible uses. But we're supposed to be imitators of God. And God was generous in this way. So as we begin at the December month and our eyes turn to gifts, if you will, or however you look at it, you know, I hope it brings about the generosity that God has so just fully shown to us. I was thinking about when this first kind of popped in my head, I was I was driving down the road and I was praying about December and all this stuff and like God kind of was speaking these things to me in Romans 12, uh, 1. I, I'm going to talk about that verse a lot. It pops in my head. But it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. This is what he calls us to, right? The full on holding nothing back, giving of ourself. And at the same time, the ending of ourself. So that as I am raised up in Christ Jesus, you see him in me. And less of me and more of him, right? John the Baptist attitude. I mean, did I say that right? I said that backwards. More of him, less of me. There we go. More of him and less of me. That's what we're called to. That's what Romans 12 is calling us to. We're supposed to be this living sacrifice. 2 Corinthians 8, 5 says, And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. 2 Corinthians 8, 5. They first gave themselves to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. You know, we talk about that a lot. You can't, you can't just go through the motions. You can't run out there like it's a it's a spirit filled thing, you know. So as we do our part uh, for for the the relational side with the Father, He does His part by transforming us and sending us out to be generous. And I think first and foremost with ourself, the giving of ourself, the one thing that you really have control over. You get to choose that or not. You get to withhold or you get to give. God gave us that freedom. That's an answer to a lot of the big questions, by the way, out there. Like, why does? And then, you know, there's a lot of them. And the simple answer is that freedom, that choice that God gave us that we get to make. Whether I'm going to surrender myself to him or not. And in, in the giving of ourself, uh, you know, we have to decide, like, am I going to do that? And so everything else kind of kind of uh, flourishes out of that, um, out of that gift. And so as we are approaching Christmas, uh, you know, the, the question comes up, I believe, of how do we do that? 
How do we give ourselves away this Christmas? Um, and I don't have an answer. Isn't that good? I, I thought about some things and I jotted down a few things and then uh, I came up with a, a better thing that I, I want us to do. And I was going to have us do it in the congregation, but then I didn't want to get in trouble um, because of everything that's going on. So uh, this, this is what I want to do. Um, I want to uh, send you out to do something this afternoon or this evening with your families or friends or whatever. I want you to discuss that very question. Pray, ask for God's wisdom, and then discuss, hey, as God has been generous with us in the giving of himself, how can I be generous with the giving of myself? And just see what kind of answers you can come up with. And then, buckle up, do it. And then actually follow through. Because it, it is, it's easy for me, I'm sure it's easy for you to sit here in a pew and hear godly things and spiritual things and man, when we walk out that door, my brain is a mess anyway. And, you know, a fly goes by. You know, uh, Debbie Bailey got me a coffee cup that has the squirrel thing on it from the up maybe squirrel, you know. And that's so true. Like, I, that's really a struggle. And so I struggle with that sometimes, you know, focus. And, and you're, you're all like, yeah, we know. We got it. <laughs> um, but follow through, you know. Like coming up with a plan together as a group, as a family group or a friends group. And doing that, that way there's some accountability there. Hey, hey, you told me you were going to do this. How'd that work out? Man, I forgot. Okay, well, how can I help you? How can I help you accomplish that? You know? And so, like, this is how we love one another, and this is how we accomplish this commission that we've been given from God to go out there and, and live this thing out, to be the city on a hill. So that's, that's where we're going to end today. I just want to challenge you with that. I want to charge you with that to take some time today in your group of family or friends and come up with some way that we can give ourselves away this December. That we can do something in some way that is self-sacrificing service to God. And remember, it starts with Him, and then by the will of God, we give ourselves to others. Let's pray. God, thank You for Your words. Thank you uh, for this direction that you, you give of, of, of yourself to us and how, as you transform us, God, we want to be Christ-minded. We want to be in your likeness, God, and, and so we want to be generous people. God, we don't want to hold anything back from what you've given to us. Lord, so help us to do that. I pray for all the, the people that are going to... Um, take on this challenge, take this moment to have a conversation about this. God, and I pray for the impact it's going to have, whatever the results of that, those conversations are, as we begin to go out there and do things in your name. God, I pray for the people's lives it's going to touch. I pray for the, the open opportunities that are going to be created, maybe for us to share the gospel with someone. Maybe for us to help breathe life into a really desperate situation. Maybe for us just to be there when someone's going through a really dark time. Maybe to just come alongside somebody and celebrate a victory. God, I don't know. Lord, but I pray. I pray for your direction in all of this as, as we um, act, God. Help us to surrender. 
Help us to embrace that your plan doesn't, if ever, look like our plan. Thank you for Jesus in the manger. What a moment. What a moment. Thank you for Emmanuel. Lord, we love you and we thank you in all things. Through Jesus, in his name we ask. Amen. So do that. That's, what, that's your assignment today. Uh, spend some time together uh, uh, doing that. And I, I, think, I think there will, again, we don't do it for the blessing, but God always uh, does his part. So, um, so that's usually almost always a part of it. So anyway, just want to charge you with that as, as we are closing things out today. And we love you. And, you know, as always, man, if God's doing anything on your heart, anybody just needs prayer or needs us to, to spend some time with you, you know, we're always open for that. It's not just during the invitation hymn. You know, we're here and we, we love you. It doesn't matter what time it is or what day it is or anything else. So, um, but you're always, you know, when we, we're here in the service, man, we always want to invite you. If God's just been working and stirring, uh, we always want to invite you to respond to that um, always. So uh, don't put that stuff off. You know, if God's calling you respond. So we're going to stand and sing our closing song.